Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, and thank you all so much for the many things you've blessed us with all throughout this day. And now, once again, the awesome opportunity to get back to your word. We truly thank you for it. Please be with us now as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of made to Z, beginning with the word liar. We don't see the word liar used much in the Old Testament, but here in Exodus chapter 20, we see a mentioning of being a false witness or in the Ten Commandments. It says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. That false witness would be to lying against someone, lying about someone, an accusation or false accusation maybe, but not to lie about or to bear false witness. But over in Proverbs, we see the term liar actually used, or the word liar, in Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 4, it says, A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. So, evil behavior or wicked behavior and lying go hand in hand, basically, is what it's saying here. So we know that it is frowned upon, it is wrong, and it would be a sin to be a deceiver in such a way as speaking a falsehood with intent. If you say something incorrect with no intent to be incorrect, that's not a lie. It might be false, but Unless you have intent to deceive, it would not be considered a lie. And over in Proverbs chapter 30, in verse 5, you see, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar." Here we see we're not supposed to mess with the Word of God. Because you say, well, the Lord said this, or the Lord said that, and then He didn't say that, you're going to be proved a liar. Either now or later, but one way or the other, the truth will come out and it will be revealed that you have said a lie. Now, many people try to persuade or convince someone to do something or not do something and say, well, it's in the Bible. It says this or it says that. And then it's not. It's something that they have added to. And we have those warnings in the scriptures about not adding unto the Word of God. And here it's talking about you do such a thing, you're going to be found a liar. It's going to be revealed. All right, let's go on over to the New Testament where we see the word liar used more. And in John chapter 8... And Jesus is having an encounter with some non-believing Jews, and their deceitful heart is being revealed here in the teachings from the Gospel of John in chapter 8, where it reads, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, 
And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. He said unto her, Woman, where are thou thine accusers? Hath no man accused thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. An awesome example of there how sometimes we got to look. We always look at our, down our nose at somebody else or trying to condemn somebody else and we're either doing the same thing or sinning in a different way. And when it comes down to it, we got to think and of these words right here. He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. We're not supposed to be casting stones at each other. We're supposed to be loving and caring for each other and looking after each other and benefiting each other and lifting each other up and loving one another, not condemning one another. And here we see that good example given that when you get to thinking about it there, as it says, and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And it's interesting here where it was the eldest that started going out first. They had more time under the belt, you might say, to have done many things that they shouldn't have done and felt guilty and were convicted. So they realized that and decided to step aside. You know, so as he gets on down there, it's interesting where he says, Woman, where are thou thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Gave her forgiveness. Didn't condemn her to death. No. Forgive her and told her to go and don't sin anymore. So we got to remember that as well. We get forgiven. We need to accept that forgiveness and don't sin anymore. As he continues, we get further into this, finding the attitude, the deceitfulness the, of these folks that he was encountering in verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 
The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. See, they're calling the Lord a liar here. They could not come up with anything to accuse him of that was true. False accusations is all they could come up with. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? And Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That a profound statement right there in verse 24. Where it says, I said un therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, if you don't believe in him as Lord and Savior, you will die in your sins. Verse 25. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that they, he spake of them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Now this lifting up here, he's talking about the crucifixion. As he continues. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now that being made free is free of sin, being free of sinful behavior, being freed to be a follower, a student, 
which is a disciple of Jesus Christ. Verse 33, They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? They didn't even know their own history. They were in bondage in Egypt. But yet these that were there, being ignorant of their own past, were crying out that we've never been in bondage. Well, they were. Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. See, that's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about a master and slave relationship. He was talking about a master and slave relationship concerning an individual and their behavior, the sin. You become a slave to sin. We can see this so easily in people who have addictions, so-called addictions, with substance abuse or behavior abuse of some sort. They become a slave to that. That behavior, that substance, becomes the most important thing in their life. Everything else is pushed aside, and receiving and participating in that sin becomes the most important thing, becomes their master, and they become the sin, the, the slave to that sin. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one Father, our God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your Father the devil, and the lusts of your Father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. That's the key verse in all of this, talking about how they were of Satan, and Satan's a liar, and they being of him, they become a liar and are a liar as well. Their behavior displayed that. Their attitude displayed that. Let's read that part again. Verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. We see this on display a lot these days. People deny the truth completely and totally. They are on the side of Satan. Therefore, they are liars and they go along with the lies and spread the lies. Which of you convinceth me of sin? It's like, who can convince me of sin or proclaim and prove that I have sinned in any way? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? Plain and simple there, but yet here again, we see this on display today. There are people that have risen up to do great works, and they do everything. The world does everything they can to condemn that individual and cut them down. Or even that people group, like Christians, to cut them down, to turn things around backwards and say that they are evil, not righteous. 46 again, which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. They could hear the sound of it, but when you truly hear something, you receive it. They do not receive it, therefore they're not hearing it. Verse 48, Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? They were using the term Samaritan here as an insult to them, to him. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. That was a statement that they could not comprehend whatsoever. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead, whom makest thou thyself? And Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my father is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Something else they couldn't comprehend. Then Jesus to the Jews and to him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out, of the temple going through the midst of them and so passed by. It was time for him to be arrested and 
convicted and crucified yet. So he passed right on by them. They couldn't do a thing about it. Display of a liar and the attitude and behavior of liars. And the fact that liars are of their father, the devil. As he clearly put it there back over in John chapter 8 and verse 44. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode in, not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So when you deny Jesus Christ, you are of the devil, a liar and a participant with that, becoming a servant and a slave to such behavior. Become a slave to your lies. All right, now turn over to the book of Acts. Here we see an example of a couple that chose to lie to the Holy Ghost. The Lord knows everything, every thought that we have. And to think that we can deceive the Lord is wrong. We cannot. We see a good example here of the malicious intent of this couple to deceive those that were around them. The setting we have here is very early on when the church is being established and a bunch of them got together and sold their possessions and put all the money together to help build the beginning of the New Testament church. And one individual, Joses, who by the apostles was named Barnabas, was in a setting where he sold some property and having land, he sold it and brought the money and laid it down at the apostles' feet. And he got some praise for that. So now we see a couple that wants to do the same thing for the praise, for the recognition of it. As we see this unfold in Acts chapter 5, Verse 1, as it reads, But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. See, they sold some property, brought the money, laid it down to the apostles' feet, but they kept back part of it. Now, there was nothing wrong with keeping back part of it. They should have been honest about, let's give a portion. This is a portion of what we've come up with. But they didn't do that. They wanted to be recognized as giving it all. Verse 2, And kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to to the Holy Ghost, and to keep back part of the price of the land. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. 
And great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in, and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her with her husband. And great fear came upon all the church, and upon, and upon as many as heard these things. You can't deceive the Lord and get away with it. That was some swift and severe judgment to come upon this couple to teach the young church, to teach us as well. Be very careful about your lying. Don't be lying to each other, and definitely don't be lying to the Lord, because He knows all the truth, every bit of it. All right, now let's look at Colossians, a letter of Paul to the church at Colossae, teaching them about Christian behavior, how we need to act and perform and behave and even think and as a Christian, and which means Christ-like, here in Colossians chapter 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, now being risen with Christ means you're being born again. Now if you're a born-again Christian, in other words, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our Lord, life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are among the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. These things, mortify means kill off, means to separate from these behaviors and attitudes. Reason for which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. We just heard an example of the wrath of God coming upon that couple that lied to the Holy Ghost and all those around. In which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them, but now ye also put off all these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. That's about as clear as you can get it right there in the statement. Lie not one to another. Don't be lying back and forth. Don't be lying to the Holy Ghost either. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Sith, 
bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Christian behavior. Love one another. When you love someone, you're not going to be lying to that person or to your Lord. We are to love the Lord. We are to love others. And when we truly love them, we're not going to be committing false witness against them. We're not going to be lying. We're not going to be deceiving. We're not going to be falsely accusing them. Just as the Lord has told us, the two great commandments, when we do those, it all comes together. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. See, when you have that love with all your mind, the deceit is not in there. The maliciousness is not in there. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So when we have that love, when we have that true love one for another, there's not going to be that deceiving. There's not going to be that malicious intent to deceive. There will be no lying. You truly have this, then you will seek and desire to always be honest in your relationships and to truly love one another. And then that brings it all together. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for your word. Help us always to have that hunger, that desire to dig deep in there, to find the message you want us to receive and help us to apply it properly. And give all of us the strength and the courage to be honest and truthful with you and everyone else around us. Thank you oh so much for all of it. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you. Bye.